two, three. Yahoo! <laughs>Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Trail Yellow Podcast. Almond's here, and I'm joined with... Soul. And Taste. And today, we're putting you in the hot seat. Oh, now, my butt's burning. (laughs) (laughs) Now, today's hot seat's going to revolve more around our religious beliefs, Christianity. And we're going to try to answer some really tough questions that a lot of Christians can't answer because it creates a lot of problems with people in the world. And we're going to see how we think of these questions and how our answers may differ from each other or how they may be similar. Ooh, okay. And that's why this is the hot seat. It's a spicy episode. <laughs> All right, first question. If God is such a loving God, why is there evil and death and sin in the world. Ooh, foo, foo, foo. Any thoughts, people? <coughs> oh, <laughs> discipline. Uh, well, I think that um, it's true, and the question is saying that God is a loving God, but Im- there's a reason why there's sin and why there's death. Death is sort of like a corridor to give us an opportunity to choose God, mm-hmm. and then sin and um, <laughs> Sin is sort of something that tests our faith in him. Uh-huh. So, okay. like, as we go through our path in Christianity, it's kind of like there's going to be moments where Christ, our Father, will test us to see if we're growing more in him or if we need to dedicate more time to him. Yeah, okay. Seems like a, seems like a good answer. Um, okay, but what if people don't accept that? Like, let's say... A family member's, like, father or mother or sister or brother dies, and they blame God for it. And what would you say to them? You say, like, it's a testing for them? Do you think they would accept that? They probably wouldn't, but it's kind of like a choice of words. Because if you say it's a testing for them, they'd probably think more, they'd probably be more offended. But then if you say, like, it's an opportunity for them to start leaning more on God, asking him to give them more strength and more faith, then that probably they probably accept that more, so it's kind of like a choice of words. Right, right. Taste. I will say it's like their time to go, you know. Mhm. But wouldn't people say that's unfair? Like a young teenager dies, wouldn't that be unfair to them? Yeah. Well, it depends on how they die. I think. Well, okay. Well, what do you mean? What do you mean that by that? Cancer? Like, they die mm-hmm. from cancer? That's pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. But then why did God kill them if they if they deserve if they are Christians, they believe in God, mm-hmm. why would God kill them and end their lives so shortly? Even if it's cancer or not. Mm. What do you guys think? Because this is a tough question for me, too. I would say it's their time. Like, God chose that to be their time. To, like, fully... To have his child fully ready to be with them. Kind of like um, in our situation today, with abortion and stuff. They didn't really choose... Well, the tiny baby didn't really choose to die. But once it dies, it joins our father in heaven. So, like, it's giving... The, it's bringing the baby to rest even though that wasn't its true purpose okay but well, like, what would you say to the people that say like that's unfair they didn't have a life to live why would god do that yeah. what would you say to those people like what would you reply with read scripture <laughs> <laughs> okay it's like they're crying in mornings why would god kill my baby's soul <laughs> and so it's like, oh, just read the scriptures, guys. Come on. <laughs> Here's the Bible. <laughs> Here's the Bible. Yeah. Okay, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> so, from what I'm hearing so far, Ross, we are agreeing that. What's your answer? Well, okay. I think that 
like Soul said, having sin and uh, evil in the world is kind of like testing us. It's also like um, it's it also comes from like our um, what do you call it? Free will that God gave us mm-hmm. that we can have the ability to do this sin and evil. It's kind of part of God's plan for us. And I think that it, it is a testing like point for us because if, if we can come back from all that evil and sin, then we're going to be with our father and it's a joyous moment and all the testing would have been put to good use. And so I feel like having evil and sin in the world is kind of like a awakening moment for us to see if we could go back to the father or not and then for like sorrow in uh like if a child dies early from cancer or something yeah i'd say god has a plan and we just have to believe that his plan is good for us whether we think it's good or not because yeah. our definition of good is going to be a lot different from god's if we don't trust in him and believe in him so yeah, it may be hard, but I'm j- I just think it's part of God's plan, and we just have to accept that. As our pastor you mostly says, we need to trust God in whatever his plan may be, and yeah. lean on him. Yeah. Ooh, okay, I got another good question. Is Christianity misogynistic? What's misogynistic? Misogyn- misogyny is, like, the hate of women. So, like... No. No. Yeah. Oh no, we're saying no to the question. Oh, I was like, <laughs> I know. Oh, okay. All right. Are you misogynistic? No. No. What? Okay. No. Let's continue. <laughs> so, so we say no. The Christianity is not misogynistic. But why do you think people would say Christianity Christianity is misogynistic? Probably because mm. in the Bible it says more. Probably because in the Bible it says more about like man instead of saying, it says more he and him and then man himself mm-hmm. and then it probably doesn't say women her or she as much yeah also in that time period women weren't treated very well so i mean it could be a factor of that too possibly misogyny again? like the hate of women like the mistreating of women oh yeah it's like racism except for sex sexes yeah yeah christianity isn't that I think this might not be the cause of it, but like contributing factor. It's mm-hmm. like Eve led to the fall of man, so she's a woman. Oh. Yeah, I think a lot of people believe that like yeah, like they say Christianity is misogynistic or like women are not as good as man because they caused man to fall. Yeah, I think that's a good point. But we know that everyone's equal. Everyone's equally bad yeah. because of what Adam and Eve did, not just Eve. Mm-hmm. They were one. They were one. Yeah. Okay. Pretty straightforward answer. How are Christians called to love LGBTQ plus people? So as Christians here, we are called to love everyone, no matter how deluded or insane or sinful other people are but how do we love someone that believes in lgbtq plus or if they are part of the community how would you love someone like that how we get to like know them more better because just like knowing what they believe in Mm -hmm. doesn't really tell us who they are well, it kind of does, but, like, not on a personal level. Mm-hmm. So then what would you do We know the, that? like, side, like, stance, but, like, <coughs> probably not what they, like, are like. Like, the personality? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So then once you get to know that person, what would you do then? Soul? Uh, well, I would say, um... First, kind of like the taste point, try to like create a bond with them, and then after you create a bond with them, try sl- try slowly 
after viewing their perspective, try slowly understanding what they try to see, or mm-hmm. what they're seeing, and then try to lead them and guide them using scripture. Because, like, in this situation, we have um, the Christian and the LGBTQ member. Right. So both both sides kind of need to do their part and be open to listen to each, the opposing side. Mm-hmm. And once they listen to the opposing side, they can then, in hopefully uh, um, an understanding heart and an understanding mind, not have like a, too much of an argument, but have like, um, what it, what's it called? Um, an educated argument, not like a heated army argument. Does that make sense? Like a debate. Yeah, a debate. Like instead of like, what I mean is, their conversation should be more calm respectful. and respectful. Yeah. Instead of, like, yelling at each other and stuff. Yeah. I heard this thing, like, since these ideas are so far-fetched and kind of really insane and dumb, Mm -hmm. we should use our, like, these tactics. So this guy named Matt Walsh, he said we should mock these things because it's so... These things are so insane. Like, yeah, why would... (laughs) (laughs) so we should use this tool called mocking like fight against the devil like really hates getting like mocked it's like a tool to fight him Mm. that's what he thinks okay almond what would you do uh let's see here um so uh, do you guys know the term gender dysphoria yeah. Kind of. Yeah, well, like... Explain to our viewers. So, gender dysphoria about. is, like, when someone's, like, they don't know what gender they are. Or if, like, their sexuality, if they choose to be part of the LGBT, LGBTQ community or not. And it's, like, they don't know what gender they are or, like, who they're attracted to and stuff like that. And a lot of people are now calling it, like, a disease. Not a disease, but, like, a mental illness or, like, a sickness that comes from, like... Well, what I'm trying to say is that I feel like gender dysphoria is more of like a state of confusion for them and that them choosing to be part of this community is stemming from them being confused about themselves. Mm -hmm. And so, like you guys are saying, form that personal close relationship first. Get to know them as a person before a uh, member of a community first. And then, like you guys said, use scripture and then try to show them the truth whether they want to see it or not uh yeah i feel like it's a long it's a long battle not a quick one and that's kind of like the point trying to wage a war not a battle and And so yeah and not only does it like not only is it long lasting but it also helps both parties start to lean more on god than yeah anything else well, that's what I would do. Or try to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. What does the Bible say about abortion? Because, so, um, I've been on Instagram and, like, there's a lot of posts about these. There's a lot of posts from women saying how people should, like, about the recent news about abortion laws and like things that have been passed and a lot of the comments are all saying like these people should stop trying to control what women do with their bodies they should let them have the freedom to choose whatever they want with an abortion and do whatever they want and then a lot of arguments happen on social media and then there's comments saying that the bible supports abortion and it lists off all these verses that somehow they think ties to abortion and then it got me to thinking, what does the Bible say ab- about abortion and where are they using these verses and why? And then how are they using these verses? So, you guys have any thoughts? Mm, like, first off, like, let's start with what does the Bible say about abortion and, like, the concept of it? Well, in Genesis, God told us to multiply and fill the earth. Mm-hmm. So, that kind of goes against abortion. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I so I'm pretty that. sure like the Bible's against killing babies. 
Oh, yeah, mostly because um, God fulfilled um, Abraham's request. Because I believe um, <coughs> God said to Abraham that he was going to have um, as many children as um, the amount of grain of sand, right? Or there's the stars in the sky. Yeah. And so God fulfilled that. So, like, mm-hmm. the Bible really does, to taste point, go, contradicts abortion. Because if, if, um, if God really didn't want the children, then we none of us would have been here alive, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then a lot of people put the argument that, like, you guys heard of, like, people think that a fetus is not a... Uh, a person or alive like what would you say to that and like does the bible also support saying that a fetus is not a kid or a child or a person or alive well actually can you read off some verses that you've seen people use yeah i'm trying to find it because yeah now we have um a bunch of bible verses that contradict that so well okay so oh where's the verse Mm. What was your question again? Like, a lot of people are saying that fetuses are not alive. Like, oh, yeah. if they're in the stomach, they're not children or alive yet. But when they take the first breath, they become children. That's really contradictory because um, a fetus is actually a human being because it's grabbing the nutrients and the protein from its mother. Through the so, like, umbilical cord. Yeah, through the umbilical cord. So, like, <laughs> the mother is actually feeding her child, her living child that's in her stomach. So, it's still living. It's still a human being. It's not like it's anything else. Like, what would you call a fetus if it's not a kid? Or if it's not a human? Is mm-hmm. it an, an animal? Is it a bacteria? No. It's an actual human being. That's That was made fearfully and wonderfully, fearfully and wonderfully made through Christ and through his father. And it also gave that woman and that father and that family an opportunity to share what they have learned throughout their lives to give and help guide to the children. Yeah. What else would you define a fetus as? Yeah. I mean, if they can't find another word to describe a fetus, fetus, then... (laughs) (laughs) If they can't find another word to describe a fetus, then they're kind of... Contradicting their, them, their selves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, if a dog in the stomach has a fetus, is it not a dog? Yeah. Is it a bunny? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's still, it's still a dog. All right. And yeah. Okay. Keep, no, keep on. And there's a reason why it's called, like, because dogs, when they have babies, they're called puppies. Mm-hmm. So, when we have our own children, they're called babies or fetuses mm-hmm. or something else. You see? Kind of like how chickens have chicks and other stuff. There's other names for the babies. And if you don't call the human being's baby a fetus or an actual baby, then there's really no other word to describe it. Because it is living. It is grabbing the nutrients. And the mother is supporting her body to give that child life. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And even the Bible has like a verse saying that the father knit us in our mother's womb so even in our mother's womb we are still alive and a person that will well alive and a human being that will eventually grow into a person all right so here i have a verse that a lot of people use in arguments like that i've seen um so in exodus 21 22 to 25 it talks about uh, i'll just read it if people are fighting and hit a pregnant woman and she gives birth prematurely, but there is no serious injury, the offender must be fined whatever the woman's husband demands and the court allows. But if there is serious injury, you are to take life for life, eye for eye, tooth for tooth, hand for hand, foot for foot, burn for burn, wound for wound, bruise for bruise. Now, what a lot of people use for the argument is saying that the uh, the people in that the Israelites in that time, the women they were allowed abortions because if the if the baby w- if the stomach was hit prematurely or not hit prematurely but it was hit and it was given birth prematurely and like the baby was going to die or something something like that and then they yeah. all die it's kind of a well there's two different situations using that bible verse cuz kind of to almond's point 
if the ba- if the if the stomach is hurt before the child is r- ready to be to um, come out of the womb, mm-hmm. then back then they really didn't have anything to like like help the kids <laughs> help the kids who were um, premature or like who had any other um, what's it called. Uh, Abortion? Uh, what? No. So uh, th- back then they didn't have any like medical supplies or anything to help uh, kids with like um, Down syndrome or anything. So kind of they were kind of given no choice but to abort. Mm-hmm. But even though, even though it does, I don't think that kind of stands for abortion. But even though that abortion is used, it kind of again still contradicts itself. The verse. I think the verse is saying like, if someone punches the stomach and then the baby is born prematurely he has to pay right yeah who's hitting babies nowadays i don't know that's true well even then like who's people say that well like even 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 that bible verse is saying that if you hit a baby in the stomach there's a baby in the stomach yeah yeah so there's a baby there so it's still killing yeah you know it's like Kind of to the last point, it's called a baby. Even in scripture, it's called child, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I had a I had a post where they had all these comments about it. I can't find. Also, it. back then they can they had very different rules and regulations and laws compared to today, because today we're more um, we're more uh, how do you say not. Um, we've grown more than from that time. And we have the Bible as a guide. So the things that kind of applied back then still do apply, but there's differences in how it applies today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hold on, let me get another question. Like, babies being human, that thing? Mm-hmm. We've been using fetus for the word fetus for like a really long time. And just recently, people are trying to, like, changing it. It's like, mm-hmm. why? <laughs> why are you trying to change a word just to yeah. fit your definitions? Yeah. And your beliefs? More, as our pastor said today, um, this, this, our society today is more like what we want and what we should have. But that's com- completely contradictory mm-hmm. to what... Christianity is based on is based on following God's um, path and even though he does something that we don't like we accept it we try to understand what he why he did it and then we thank mm-hmm. him for it so kind of I want to point out this uh, verse Ecclesiastes chapter 11 verse 5 and it says as you do not know the path of the wind or how the body is formed in the mother's womb so you cannot understand the work of God the maker of all things yeah. so if you if you don't have any relationship with God or Elohim, then you really cannot understand what his plan is for you and what what he has planned for you. And if you really don't understand that, then you're going to be deceived and brought away and be being closer to the father of lies, which is Satan. Mm-hmm. With this whole, like, abortion, this abortion thing that's happening recently, like, these, like, protests and all that, it's like pro-choice people, women body women choice it's kind of not like a choice anymore yeah it's like they're trying to force people to get abortion yeah they keep saying like it's a choice mm-hmm. it's like their body but like they're trying to force them to have an abortion I think that too yeah if God is an omniscient God and an all knowing God then why do we have to like, <laughs> it doesn't make sense when I say it. What? Does the comment not make sense in general? No, no. Ah, if God is omniscient, why does why do we need to pray to Him, and why does He need to test us if He's all knowing already? Well, and there's a third part. And if He's all knowing, how do we have free will then? He already knows what we're thinking, what we're gonna say, what we're do, what we're gonna do. So all we have to do is just do what he already knows and plans for us to do. So then, how is that free will? Well, then, 
do we want free will? If we don't, then... I think, like, if we don't have free will, just be... Why would we even exist? You know? He has angels already, so, like... You could just smite us at any point. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yeah, I guess. I mean, also, kind of to taste point, if, if we don't have free will, then we're basically robots, like, designed for just one thing. But, like... God didn't want that. He wanted he wanted to meet his children with their own personality and meet them the way he designed them to and see how they did. As for um the second <laughs> the second part of the um question, if if God is omniscient on knowing, then why do we have to pray to him and stuff? Well, the reason why we pray to him is he's our father and just like our earthly fathers, we have we're we're we try to make a relationship with them. So it doesn't really make sense if you have an earthly father, you have a relationship with them, and then you don't have a relationship with your heavenly father. That kind of doesn't really make sense. Yeah, because I feel like a lot of people just think of God as like a... Well, I want to make like a kind of like a connection right here. So like like you saying, he's our father, and we have an earthly father too. And it would be like treating God... like The way we a lot of people treat God is as if, is as if we treat our father as like a highly decorated professor or something not as our like dad and i feel like if a lot of people treat god as more like their father than like a all-powerful authority authority like someone you can't get close to yeah something like a god that you can't get close to then it will it will create this kind of atmosphere where this question does become legitimate but i feel like Though the way this question comes out of Christianity is that in order to in order to um, have a relationship with God, it's more like treating Him as your father instead of like a God. Well, I don't mean like that. I mean <laughs> treating Him as more your father than like a president or, king or, or someone you don't king. know very well. That's just your leader. Like yeah. yeah. And then that question doesn't really make any sense anymore because with that relationship, prayer is talking to him. Yeah. Testing is, like... Seeing if you're going to choose him or not. Yeah. Like, choosing your father, and it's pretty self-explanatory at that point. Yeah. I mean, as to... Before... before um, As to our point of view on the testing part, on, like, sin, and there, there are points of life where there's a reason why Satan exists, and the reason why, there's a reason why God has us... has tests for us because Satan's obviously there and there's obviously this temptation all around us so if we really don't create that relationship as to Almond's point then we're gonna fail each one of those tests that he has set for us even though so even though he knows the two possible outcomes we either go to him for our um, for strength in our fortress or Mm -hmm. we go to Satan and we start going and we start leading the wrong path yeah uh-huh yeah 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 and also god doesn't really need us he wants us yeah. right a lot of people don't really understand that and i think that's like a yeah. important thing to understand in order to i think there's a reason that people don't want to understand that is because they don't want to they don't want to feel like they're not in control of their own lives. Right. That's a yeah. that's a big thing. Yeah. So, like, if you say that to someone, and they're going to feel more afraid and more offended because yeah. they're going to think... They're, they're wrong. Yeah, they're wrong. Like, <laughs> I have my own life. I have my own choices. I've, wor- I've done a lot of work to get to this point. Yeah, he no. doesn't... <laughs> God hasn't done anything in my life. I've done no. this all of my work. Yeah. That is a complete lie. Everything yeah. that we have done w- is used with the strength of God. And his Every good that we've done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah. And then that kind of leads to, like, the, um, what do you call it, free will. If God knows we're going to sin and he doesn't want that for us, then why did he give us free will? He wants to know the faithful ones. Well, not just, like... But then he's all-knowing, so then he'll already know the faithful ones. So then what can he do? He uses other people. Oh, this is confusing. Oh. <laughs> If he knows what we're thinking. Wait, wait. <laughs> yeah, because, like, if he, if he wants 
if he wants everyone to believe in him and be like a loving child, then how, like, are is everyone in the very end of time gonna be a Christian? But then that would get rid of free. Will. Well, mm, that's not. Well, actually, hmm. <laughs> hold. <laughs> this, is com- this is mad confusing. <laughs> oh well, wow. The way well, I'm seeing it is. Oh, you go. The way I'm seeing it is like. Think about it as your own children. If you have children, mm-hmm. wouldn't they? Wouldn't you want them to love you, not like hate you, disobey right. you? Yeah, it's kind of mm-hmm. like God. He's letting it. He's letting us experience it for ourselves, maybe. Like parents know. Parents know, but parents the child know everything. Yeah. <laughs> for that's good for their child, but then the child doesn't know, and they just want to do it anyway. And they go on a whim. And like. The yeah. Like, uh, I have, like an example would be like if a child wants to watch something, and the parent knows it's not good for them, but the child wants to do it anyway because they think it's good for them, and they get punished. And they get punished. Yeah. It's kind point. of like a. Or like with a different situation, like um, a parent sees a child bothering, like debating whether to make a right or wrong decision in a situation, mm-hmm. and the parent gives their advice, and then it, it's totally up to the child whether to accept that advice yeah. and go the right way. Or to listen to the advice, but still go on a whim. Right, right, right. Yeah. That's how God does things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Slightly less confusing, but <laughs> there we go, people. <laughs> Next question. What then? Nope. You have something? No. No. Okay. Okay. Um... What happens to the people who never hear of Jesus and they die? Will they go to heaven or will they go to hell? Well, that can't really happen nowadays because everybody. Well, well, well let's just let's just say for the instance, like, like this person is a. Uh, oh, how about babies that are like a victim of abortion? <laughs> They never heard of Jesus before, so would they go to heaven or hell? They would go to heaven because they haven't done any. They haven't committed any sin. Well, all men are evil. True. Regardless. Well, the baby, the baby they hasn't didn't had get like a, a chance to have life. faith. The baby hasn't had like a full-on life. It was, it was in the stomach still, and it's, it was killed in the stomach, and okay. that wasn't his own choice. Right. So. So they would go to heaven. Yeah, because they haven't committed any sin on their own choice, on their own being. It was their mother who committed that sin. So that sin would go to her mother. Their mother instead of the hmm. baby itself. Because the baby was caused. Right, right. Well, well, yeah. Have you heard anywhere in the Bible that says <laughs> No. What? Yeah. Hmm. What does the Bible say? <laughs> <laughs> I like to think that we don't know what happens to them. But yeah. like, God knows. So... She'll do something about it. It might sound insensitive. But I would say it's kind of. Well, actually, never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. No, no, no. I was about to say it's kind of not our main. Not our main focus, but like, it's kind of something that we overlook, and that we need to trust God on. Yeah. Yeah. We don't really know what happens to them. Yeah. So it's something. It's something that we do think about, and something that we, we shouldn't really worry about, in some sort of note, because like. If if we trust God, we really would we we wouldn't worry as much about the baby. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I found this chapter in the Bible, and it's from Paul, and it's in Romans, Romans three, and apparently it talks a lot about this. So let me see if I can find some. Okay. Uh, okay, so there's no one who is righteous, not even one. There's no one who is understanding. There's no one who seeks God. All have turned aside. So it's like all of saying that no one, well, everyone, wait, hold on. There's no one who is sinless or righteous. Everyone's evil, inherently evil. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh. Now, okay. Okay, so it says that since Jesus died on the cross, all have been atoned for, and they oh, have wait. redemption through Christ Jesus. Uh. So, like, Jesus died for our sins. Mm-hmm. 
So those babies mm-hmm. who hasn't committed any Sin? sins, wouldn't they be forgiven mm-hmm. too? That's the way I was seeing it. Yeah. Yeah, a lot, of, a lot of things you're saying here is just that we don't know, but yeah. the safest thing we can do is just share the gospel to everyone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't think we fully know. Only God does. I mean, unless lis- viewer, li- listeners and viewers from YouTube, um, if you know a verse about this or, like, knowledge about it, then feel free to share because this is a question that we don't know the answer to. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. And that's entirely okay. That's that's welcomed. Yes. Okay, another question. How should Christians respond to BLM and other organizations like that? So, like, what BLM stands for, Black Lives Matter, is something that seems very... That should be very supported by a lot of people. But... A lot of Christians don't really don't stand with BLM, and mm-hmm. so how should Christians respond to that or fight it, or what should they do with that? What do you guys think? Well, I've been back when this was like really prominent. Mm-hmm. It was like back there when COVID happened, I think. Yeah. So like I commented on this one post that like said like white lives matter but I put all lives matter and they said like they responded back with all mm-hmm. lives can't matter unless black lives matter too. Mm-hmm. Wait, what? <laughs> Wait, say that again? Sorry, sorry, sorry. I commented on that post saying like all lives matter. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And then this responder said the the reply said like all lives can't matter if black lives don't matter okay so i responded with all lives matter includes black black lives (laughs) that's what what all means yeah (laughs) so kind of to contradict whoever commented back to taste point i delete oh to taste point all means means every single race white hispanic Asian, Caucasian, anything. All lives matter. So, like, I don't I don't see... Probably they were trying to get an argument out of that, but, like... I know... I kind of know what they were thinking, but, like, I don't think it was, like, in the moment for them. They didn't really... What do you think they were thinking? All lives... If black lives don't matter, if all lives matter... And black lives don't. That kind of defeats the purpose of all life. I don't know. I actually don't. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot what I was thinking at that moment. I mean, you said this was back when COVID started. So yeah. It must have been a while. But, like... It, it's it's kind of like one answer only. All black... All, <laughs> all black lives matter. <laughs> all lives matter. <laughs> That's Sorry. true. All lives do matter. Because, like... If you think about it more in depth, it's every every personality every every person has a different personality, right. and then to those different personalities, there's gonna be people who don't like it, or people who agree with it, and then to Christianity's point, even if you don't like it, form a relationship with them. You might find out something new. You can probably share the Bible about them, a Bible the Bible about, eh? You can probably show, share the Bible to them, and. Also, kind of like, if, 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 going back to Genesis, we're all one. We all came from two parents, Adam uh-huh. and Eve. So kind of yes. like, there's really no race thing. Yeah. So, ignoring my long rants <laughs> rant about it, <laughs> we're all siblings. We're all brothers and sisters. And yes, I know there might be some people who, when listening to this, they might think, Am I marrying? Am I married to my brother or something? We're all <laughs> sisters and brothers <laughs> through Christ. <laughs> Knowing some people's thoughts that I've had this argument before, we're all brothers and sisters through Christ, and we all have the same two parents, Adam and Eve, and we all have the 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 um, heavenly parent, which is um, God, Jesus Christ, our Father, Elohim, Yeshua Hamashiach. 
So, mm-hmm. kind of to answer that dispute, there's really no race. It's just something that sin has filled the society and our minds with. Yeah. <laughs> this kind of also remind reminds me of this video by Bill Nye. Mm-hmm. He's like saying he has his map up of the mirror of the whole world with like different parts of it colored and these different races color mm-hmm. like black in some continents and then white in some other continents. He's like saying he's proving that like the parts that are near the sun, mm-hmm. like more closer to the sun, like the equator, they have more darker areas. <laughs> Okay. Kind of like saying that we're all the same, but like different parts of the world have darker skin than other parts of the world. Yeah, probably because of the summer or something. (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of like how like in one country, like they all have different, they're all the same. Like let's take China, for example. China's a a really big country, has different like sections where they're all Chinese, but they're very different from each other, even in, like, skin tone. Yeah. And so I think that's what you're trying to say, right, Tess? Mm-hmm. Also, to include the Bible in this, we're all fearfully and wonderfully made, and God stitched us in, his, in our mother's womb. Mm-hmm. So, like, even the skin tone he chose for us. Yeah. So, like, kind of, we're all the same again. We're all children, we're all brothers and sisters, so. Yeah. So that's what we would say. Yeah. Okay, so this one's a little bit of a stranger topic, but let's talk about it. Circumcision. (laughs) 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 So should you circumcise your child or not? All right. Now, before we start with that question, do you guys know why boys were circumcised or what the Bible says about circumcision? The Bible says, like, well, the first instance, I think it was, like, when God first made a promise to Abraham, it was like a way to prove his lineage of people. Mm-hmm. It's like circumcise your children eight days after they were born. Yeah. If they're male. Right. <laughs> 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 All right. So then why do a lot of Christians now not circumcise their kids? Because like I'm one of what is does that like? Why do, why do a lot of Christians split over that? Uh, Probably. Mm. Well, I guess like. Hmm. I don't. I can tell you this. So, um, back when Jesus ascended and like Paul was starting all the churches and stuff, yeah. he started a lot of churches in non-Jewish places where. Uh-huh. They were not. They were not circumcised. Only the Jews were, but then these churches started integrating with each other, and Jews and Gentiles were worshiping God together, mm-hmm. and they were eating and fellowshipping together. And a lot of early church leaders at that time were disgusted by it because circumcised and non-circumcised, they should not be together. Kind of like that sort of stuff. And so it kind of leads to now too. So then, why should we be circumcised? To say that we're Christian, or does it really matter? And what do you guys think? Well, I think we should be circumcised, but not from like the literal stance. So you know? not physically, but not physically, but like, we should circumcise our hearts to like get rid of flesh. Soul, souls looking kind of um, <laughs> con- uh, confused. Yes. Get rid of the flesh part of man. So we can be... So if you don't know what circumcision is, <laughs> <laughs> it's removing a layer of skin, basically. And so, what are you trying to say, Taze? Yeah. We should remove our humanly so our outward man can come out. So, like, not harden our hearts. So he's saying, like, soften your heart. You know how, like... So he's, I think he's trying to say is remove the human sin, part of your the human self. part of yourself... Because so that's, that, that's what stopping you from becoming a child of God. And he's saying that since you can circumcise your heart, then your true godly self will come out. 
This is all spiritual that. people. This is all spiritual. We're not, not saying we're not telling soul to circumcise yeah. herself. <laughs> this is all spiritual. Everyone should circumcise. Spiritually, <laughs> not physically. Not physically. <laughs> Spiritually, <laughs> yes. Sorry. Physically, women can't really do that. The way they're explaining it makes sense to me because I know they're talking spiritually, but to our listeners and our viewers, they're, they're talking spiritually. That we should circumcise our hearts spiritually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I had a question. Oh, what was your question? What was your question? Say your question, taste. So like, I heard this YouTube. I saw this YouTube video of this guy reacting to this other video. <laughs> this guy named Greg. <laughs> oh, his last name. Hi, Greg. It's Greg something. Mhm. And he said the Greg guy. He talked about this question that stops like Christians in their tracks. Oh, the question. question. Oh, what's the question? I'm very Ooh, intrigued. Let's, 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 let's do so, it. Like, what he said was like, this is what, mm, this is what like non-Christians would say to Christians. It's like, if you don't believe in Jesus, then do you go to hell? If you don't believe like, if pretend I'm like the non-Christian asking a Christian. So mm-hmm. like, I'm saying, if I don't believe like you about who Jesus is, then do I just go to hell? No. My answer would be no, because there's many. Well, how would you answer that? <laughs> I was gonna get into that. Oh, let, let's say Taste is that guy. I won't tell him no, even though he's a dear friend of mine. No, because like. So like, if I don't believe Jesus is my savior, then I go, don't go to hell. <laughs> no, not to that point. I mean, no, as in there's gonna be many points where God gives you opportunity to open yourselves to Christianity. So it's all on you basically on your decision if you if you if if, i don't believe though if you don't believe there's still many chances that you can accept christianity and learn about it but if you keep going the wrong if you keep not going the wrong way but if you keep denying that way then when it's come to the judgment time then you're gonna have one final last um you're gonna have that final last question do you believe or do you not Will you be will you be willing to give your soul and will you be willing to open yourself up to receive God or not? And it depends on that final question during on judgment day, if you do or do not. And then if you say yes, you will be brought into heaven and I'm pretty sure or hopefully God will give you more opportunities to learn more about him, build a relationship while you're in heaven. But uh-huh. if you say no, then you're gonna go where Satan has you planned and you're gonna burn for the rest of eternity. What if I'm, like, Buddhist <laughs> and really believe? If you're, like, like a really re- religious Buddhist. Same thing. Like, there's there's an opportunity, because there's... My main point about this whole entire... In, that I want to make for this whole entire thing... We get chances. You have opportunities, mm-hmm. and it's all up to you if you want to take those opportunities or not. Because that's what life... Is. Life has a bunch of opportunities. Life, from the day... From the moment you wake up, you have like opportunities you have decisions to make whether to either brush your teeth or whether to get out of the house or whether to keep continuing your job or whether to keep or whether to start something new start a hobby or start christianity every day you wake up there's some decision there's some opportunity ready for you so it's all dependent on us or you the human being and how you were raised and how you truly feel about some stuff Mm. There might be a whole a lot of holes in my argument, but like, what if it's too late for that guy? If it's too what late, what if he died already? Yeah. If it's too late, I'm pretty sure God will have his time with him. Because we, uh-huh. when people die, we don't know if God has a conversation with them or not, mm-hmm. or if, or when people die, if there's like um, or if there's like um, they have the opportunity to ch- to talk. So I would say if if it's their final life, if they're already dead, I would say trust God, trust Jesus, and see how it happens. Because us physically, we don't know, we don't know how that happens, how that process happens, as to us leaving our physical our physical body and going to Christ or to hell. So we really don't know if there's a conversation or if it's just immediate judgment. Uh-huh. So I would say if they're at the final straw, then trust God. Well, what the, what I think in the, what the guy said is, if we just answer to the question, yes, that would probably be like, a turn away for that guy. He doesn't really want to, 
convert to a Christian now. Because, yeah. like, he turned away. So, what he did was, like, he would ask them a question to lead them to an answer. So, like, mm, get them to agree on one thing with him. Mm-hmm. So, they would, like, he would say, do you think that, like, have you ever done anything wrong in your life? And the other guy will probably say yes. Because, like, we've all done wrong things in our lives. Like, steal, yes. lie. Mm-hmm. So, that's one thing they will agree on. So, the guy, the Greg guy, mm-hmm. would say, like, mm, that's where Jesus comes in. Because he forgives us for it. Because if we're in that wrongdoing and it, it, will real, it feels pretty bad in that wrongdoing. Like he's saying, like, that's where Jesus comes in. To forgive our sin and that wrongdoing. So, so instead of just blatantly saying yes, which is like a turn away. Mm-hmm. If I don't Slowly believe giving. like you do, do I just go to hell? Yes. <laughs> Without like really getting to connect to him. Mm-hmm. Telling him the gospel, all that. Yeah. Mm. That's another way to go with it. <laughs> all right. That's all the questions we have for today. This is part one of a series that I hope we can go on for a long time. This hot seat's not feeling very hot anymore, is it? No, not necessarily. It's feeling more comfortable. I'm sweaty. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, the hot seat, I guess, is, is a little bit hot, but... Thanks, everyone, for listening in. Um, hopefully, these questions gave you more insight into Christianity and how it reaches out to other, uh, the whole world, basically. And hope that this helps and hope you had some fun listening also, to us. Yeah. Also, um, if you have any other questions that you guys want us to discuss about, please put them in the comment section or please write it out to us on our Instagrams. Yeah. We'll then, have. And, uh, we'll, and we'll definitely put it in a video. We'll include it into part two. Yeah. So. So please reach out to us either through the YouTube comic section or through our Instagram profiles. We are very open. So, yeah. All right, guys. (laughs) Bye.